This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, you got my hat on. Uh, just different colors. We have the same hat. Just different colors. Besides the bottom of the bill. Uh, did your mom tell you how to dress? Because she didn't tell me. Otherwise, <laughs> uh, I would have wore my hat. No. What's the name of that hat? Whose is it? The Gun Owners Radio hat. Ah, you look good in it. Thank you. What about me? You look good in yours. Cool. I feel better already. Hey, folks. You know a self-defense event happens in seconds. And the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life could change forever. I pray you're never forced to shoot in self-defense. But if you must, then you must be ready. That's why the USCCA exists. Because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you. To discover more about the USCCA, visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Act now because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R. What's up, Hollywood? How you doing, man? Good. How about you? Fantastic. We got another full studio. Yeah. We got much th- prettier the, yeah, than that, last That week. side of the desk is a little uh, little more comely than this yeah, side yeah, of the yeah. desk. Wasn't gonna, hey, did we'll you work on it. Said? No. <laughs> he's right in the middle, so that doesn't no, count. He's... Alicia is with us. How are you? I am doing well. Fantastic. And Desi from Not Me. Hey, guys. And How are we? I'm good. How are you? Are you busy? Always busy. I had a funny feeling. And of course, uh, Action Jackson, little Schmedley. How are you, bud? Good. How are you? Fantastic. That's your new name, Schmedley. <laughs> no. Yeah. I no. Thought, is that your hey, middle name? Charging five dollars every time he says that, <laughs> and he'll stop. Yes, works. please. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I told you it works. So, gun so or- what kind of trouble you been into? We got all kinds of stuff coming up. Yeah. Gun owners is going to have a uh, an online auction. Um, that's, that's going to be in the middle of February. We're going to release details of that this week. So to get, uh, details of that, um, you're going to want to take, take a, keep an eye on your email or get on our email list, preferably by joining, go to, go to, uh, you can go to gunownersradio.com to find San Diego County gun owners.com, orange County gun owners.com. And of course, inland empire gun owners.com. We have all kinds of cool stuff, cool firearms and some other stuff, some trips, an African safari, um, and of course, it'll go to a good cause. So keep your eye out for that. Um, so support our show, support Gun Owners Radio by going and getting some merch. If you go to shop.gunownersradio.com, you can buy one of these cool hats yeah. that are being modeled by Jackson and uh, Super Dave here. You can also buy a shirt. Uh, we have, I think, we have polos and tees. Uh, so check them out. And uh, yeah, it's going to be very, very cool. So um, definitely. Go and buy some cool merchandise. Hey, I have a special call-in guest before we talk about anything else. Who you got? We have Carla Talley, who's the executive director from Inland Empire Gun Owners. How are you, Carla? 
I'm doing good. How are you? Fantastic. Now, what did you do this weekend? Oh, busy, busy weekend. We actually had uh, a booth at the gun show this weekend in Ontario. How about that? Ontario, Canada. Uh, what a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful Ontario, part of the Ontario, California. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> so, of course, you're making everybody in Orange County jealous, everybody in San Diego jealous, because we, we don't have gun shows anymore. But the one in Ontario, is I think that's the... Uh, that one and uh, there's one in San Bernardino. They're just about the only ones in Southern California now, right? Correct. And you get, correct. How did you pull um, that off? The other organization that was running them actually went out of business at the end of 2022. So uh, Crossroads of the West Gun Show is one of the last uh, gun show vendors, I guess you can call them, that are actually putting on gun shows through Southern California. Well, it's at a private venue, Dave. It's at a convention center yeah. in Ontario. It's at mm-hmm. a private venue. It's not at a government venue. Oh, gotcha. So that's how. It, that's why they're yeah. able to do that. <laughs> right. Um, now, yeah. you guys had a huge weekend. Talk to, tell, we tell everybody, how did you guys do? Because the purpose of being at the gun show is, of course, have a booth, tell everybody about Inland Empire Gun Owners, right? Yes. And, and hopefully we, we sign people up. about the, the um, organization. And we got a lot of visitors in from Orange County, San Diego, and L.A., And in fact, I talked to my members this morning, my volunteers that were out there. And since everything is done on your smartphone to sign up and our organizations are all sister organizations and pretty much do the same thing, just a little difference in dates and stuff. We've decided that we're also when we're out there talking about Inland Empire and we run across somebody who is in San Diego County or Orange County, and they are interested, we're going to still give them our spiel for our organization, and we're going to sign them up for San Diego and Orange County as well. Nice. And I think, was was Heather out there as well from Orange County Gunners? Yep. She was out yep, there as Heather. well. So yep. it was a family affair. That's very, very cool. But tell everybody, what's the big news? How many people did you sign up this weekend? We signed up a whopping 10 new members. Ta-da. Congratulations. Ta-da. By far your biggest gun show weekend, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And Our th- biggest gun show weekend. So that was fantastic. And Saturday I a lot was of great help. Saturday, I think, was your second biggest day, right? Correct. Okay. Awesome. Correct. We had eight new members sign up on Saturday. And who who helped you? Mike Cook, right? Yeah, Mike Cook, Steve Kirsch, uh, Mike Fenner from USCCA. He's a member and he came out to wear the IEGO shirt rather than the USCCA shirt. But we also invited USCCA to come out and run the table with us because we give they get a 15% discount. Our members get a 15% discount from USCCA. So we wanted to kind of team together this time to see how, how we can, you know, kind of grow both organizations. But we also had Ray Wells, Robert Trowbridge. They, they both are board members for Inland Empire. Uh, Michael Talley, my husband and I were both out there. Love that guy. And, uh, (laughs) and then Scott was out there. So we had, we had a lot of great people out there, um, volunteering all weekend long. The USCCA guy, what was his name again? Eric LaHoy. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he say, didn't he throw the gauntlet? Didn't he, it wasn't he the one that said, we're going to sign up 10. Yeah, when I when I called him and asked him if he wanted to come out and because he was going to come out also and just wear the IEGO shirt, I said, you know what, come out as USCCA, wear your USCCA gear. You know, let's talk about you know IEGO and USCCA partnering together with the special discount. And he threw down a gauntlet of he goes, okay, he goes, my goal is to sign up ten new members, and we got ten. Ben, well, congratulations, Ta-da. Carla, fantastic yep. job. Thank you so much for your leadership. Thank you so much for supporting all the other organizations. Awesome, awesome job. Congratulations on getting 10. Oh, thank you. 
Okay, so I uh, wanted to uh, do, a, speaking of volunteers, wanted to do a very special shout out uh, to John Becker, who is uh, taking a little, uh, he's taking a little break, enjoying some some time in bed for a few days, and uh, just wanted to, I know you're listening, so I just wanted to say hi and thank you for everything you do, and uh, get well quickly and fully as soon as you possibly can, so just wanted to say hi and thank you. Um all right, so we got all kinds of stuff going on. What are we, we're going to talk to Raylene uh, Pr- Proto from uh, uh, from how do you say that? Is that Detail out, out, Outdoor? I believe so. Okay, Detali Detali yeah, Outdoor. Detali, probably. Uh, we're going to talk to Alicia about Alec Baldwin. I've heard of him. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Did he finally take a class? Yeah, <laughs> no. Of course not. No. Oh, there's there's all kinds of developments. Have you heard? Wait, you got wait to hear. Wait to hear what's going on. We're not going to talk about it yet. I'm not going anywhere. But Alec Baldwin's got, uh, well, you'll see. Because you don't really talk about anybody. I don't talk about it. I'm the one that does it. <laughs> Joe Jermisi's going to talk about a new class that he's got. Um, then, of course, Desi. How are you, Desi? I'm good, Mike. How are you? And what are you here? What are you going to talk about later? Later today? I think there might be this program called Not Me that we're going to be talking about today. I think you're absolutely right. Wonderful program. Thank absolutely. you so much for all the good you do. And uh, yeah, we're gonna. I guess we'll we'll touch a little bit on the uh, gun violence listening sessions. We'll probably talk about Gavin Newsom and some of the extremely intelligent things he's had to say about the Second Amendment. Uh, he just wants to get rid of it. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1178. The answer. Alicia. Alicia. That's me. That's your cue. That's oh, just, what yeah. Don't you love it when you, see when you catch them? <laughs> so the firearms industry is learning that it's not enough to just make a gun pink to sell to women. And so the hunting industry is followed in suit. So next is Raylian Proto, founder of Detali. Detali. Outdoors, a company that makes hunting gear with unparalleled fit and function just for women. But first, you have any legal matters that involve firearms? Well, then you need to call our California firearms lawyer, John Dillon. If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant, we'll give our good old John Dillon a call anytime you have a question. Call him first, trust me, 760-642-7150. Or you can go to his website at dylanlawgp.com. Our next guest is is Raylene. She's the CEO and founder of Detali Outdoors, which specializes in hunting gear for women. Raylene, are you there? I am. How are you, gentlemen? Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, we have, we have both. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I'm so sorry. I apologize. That's okay. So... Uh, so, talk to us about first off. Tell us about the name. I want to know about the name Detali. What does that What does that refer to and mean? Now that we figured okay, out how to pronounce it, we want to know what, <laughs> what it means. Yeah. So, uh, Detali is actually my uh, great grandmother's uh, last name. We are Italian immigrants. I'm only second generation here in the United States, and it actually means symbol, like a sewing symbol. So, I thought it was very appropriate mm. to um, name a hunting company with a sewing symbol uh, as its name and. Um, I come from a very long, strong line of Italian women, so 
Why not, right? Very cool. That's, I think it's that's, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I asked. Thank that's you. a cool story. Okay, yeah. so tell us, so what exactly are you, are you guys, a, a website or a brick and mortar, and what exactly do you do? Give us give us kind of the breakdown <laughs> of exactly, what is, it, what is it you'd say you do here? So right now, uh, Ditele, and if people want to know how to spell that, that's D-I-T-A-L-E, mm-hmm. uh, we're direct to consumer. So you can get on our website, DiteleOutdoors.com, and you could purchase straight from our website. But we also go to your outdoor um, and gun expos as well. Uh, so we have a list of the shows that we currently have um, going on uh, that we'll be attending on there. We just got back from SHOT Show in Las Vegas, so that was amazing and exciting for us. And we're working on getting into um, some retailers near you, so we're really excited about that. Wow. Okay, so how long have you guys been around? Three years. Congratulations. That's awesome. And how Thank was you. SHOT Show? How did how, how did it go? Well, hey, before you jump in, Raylene... <laughs> Okay, yes. we have two lovely ladies in here, and they are yes. both feverishly going through their phones like at 180 <laughs> miles an hour. So I think they yes. both know your whole inventory, and I just wanted to throw that out there. Because oh, so I couldn't imagine anything else that was putting <laughs> smiles on their faces other than your line of clothing, uh-huh. which I have never seen. Always Thank an excuse you. to shop. Say what? That's right. Oh, any excuse to shop. Yeah, well, what do you th- well, what do you ladies think? I like it. So, you know, so, so they have, a, there's a, the website, we found that. There's also a YouTube channel that we found. Yes. So we're, we're yes. kind of looking at things and, you know, live and with movement. Yeah. 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 That's cool. And as, how did, how did you, uh, what was, what was the catalyst? How did you get into to hunting apparel? Um, well, the catalyst was actually probably uh, me growing up as a hunter. I had a dad that, um, he was like the outdoorsman of outdoorsmen and I'm an only child. So he wasn't going to have that boy hunting buddy he always wanted and did not discriminate whatsoever. And basically was like, here's a shotgun and here's a fly rod and this is how we do things. And so I grew up um, just being an outdoors kid. It was an amazing childhood. And a couple years ago, Actually, right around the idea of the company, I pulled a tag in a really rugged area, and I knew I needed really good gear for this deer hunt, and I couldn't find anything, and I've been wearing men's and boys' gear, like, my whole life. So I went out and talked to uh, over 100 women to start, and all of us were having the same problem, and the problem was our pants. So we make the best hunting pants on the market. We are going to come out with tops and um, other performance gear in February, and we're really excited about that, but we focus mainly on ensuring that women have the best outdoor pan out there. Now, okay. you said that, and Alicia and Desi, you guys both started nodding your heads up and okay. up. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Okay, she mentioned yeah, the pants, yeah. and that has always been my struggle. Um, be, and, and I just, I have to put it out there. Is my is my fit issue the same as what you found? Um, the crotch on the pants. Yeah, the crotch is definitely one of them. Um, also, how low the pants sit. Okay. Um, no function in general. Being able to move with your body was a huge one. And no pockets. Like, they have pockets, but they don't work. Love pockets. So, like, no functionality. <laughs> yeah, less pocket. And then also, the the hunting industry is very famous. And this goes for other outdoors, too. The pink it and shrink it method. Well, they'll just take a mm-hmm. men's gear that works well. We're going to shrink it down, take some functionality out of that, which then there goes your durability, too. And we're going to throw some pink and purple. We're going to call it a day, and it's for you. Well, it's not for you. No. <laughs> Our bodies you are a little different than the men, so. Yeah. We're very different. Thank God. So all- <laughs> I had to put Tell that out me. there, just so you know, Mike. So 
I heard throughout this whole process when I was like, we're going to offer sizes from X structure small to 3X in a regular and a curvy fit. And I had so many gentlemen say, well, that's why we like you, because you come in all different shapes and sizes. Exactly. And And we also hit it differently, too, with we're tall and short. And we also have an adjustable hem system in our pants as well that can go from 36 inches to 20, 26 inches. So we, we have a various size size range that you can move your, your hem up and down as well in. So we cover you from tall to short to small to plus. That's basically what, the range. Like, how did you know how to how to make clothes? Like, how, you know what I mean? Like, what, what's your background? I do not know, personally. Like, how My did, background is yeah. actually fashion law. So I actually do apparel and retail law uh, as a living uh, so I already had kind of that little bit of the industry bug just from that, just being in retail for so long. Um, I don't make the clothes. I have two other co-founders that are actually on my board. I have Audrey Young, who is my COO, and Summer Meyer, who is my CDO. So she is actually the one that takes all the customer discovery we do and then makes the, the tech packs for the apparel. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very cool. We'll see. <laughs> Ladies, you need questions, any comments, anything else? No. How can you get? How can so you get them? Can you do it all online? Can you order yeah, you from can do it online? You can get. Yep. You can go online. And, uh, jump on our Instagram, which is at the Telly We have a buy button on there as well. And if you are going to Western Hunters Expo in Utah, um, I will see you there. The show starts on Friday. Um, and then we have uh, American Outdoors show that kind of parallels the show I'll be at. Audrey will be there in Pennsylvania for ten days. Uh, and then after that, we're doing the open season circuit that's going out there in the Midwest. Wow. Uh, and then we'll do some shows on the on the West Coast as well. You just have to check our website. There's a show round out at the bottom, and we add to it pretty much every week. As soon as we dial in a show, the schedule gets updated. Yeah. Are you coming to San Diego anytime soon? That's where I we're can at. Drive. <laughs> I'm like, I so, can drive down to you. <laughs> so what if they don't fit? What do I do? Not me, because you won't so sell So, Dave, you're going to buy a pair of these pants. pants? Well, no, I'm just not saying me, <laughs> but I mean, men you know. They wear them. I have pictures of men in them. They've bought them for themselves. See, they they were Dave, too, right? Probably was. Dave's pretty curvy. Because, you know, when you <laughs> buy things men. online, you know, I mean, maybe I don't buy enough stuff online. Do you guys mm-hmm. buy stuff online that you All wear? All the time. Fits perfect? Not Sometimes. always. <laughs> okay, so then. Yeah, we, we have we have a very dialed in um, sizing chart on our website. It's ah. very accurate. It's very accurate. So you just have to do your measurements. If you have questions about your sizing, you can email team at the Tele Outdoors, and we can help you with the sizing. Okay. Or you can go ahead and order. And if it doesn't work, you just send an email to our team, and then they will uh, return your item and give you one in the size that you need. Cool. So, really, and I have a question for you. You mentioned yes. you mentioned both like a standard size and then curvy. So I imagine you have a, yeah. a variety of styles available. What is kind of the, the price range that you're going to find when we so shop? The pants are at one seventy nine. Okay. And what are so what are, tell people what the, what are the pants? What like what? Why do you need uh, for people that don't hunt? Why do you need hunting pants? What do they What do they do for you? Well, you can actually use them in the outdoors too. So we have them in camo and we have them in, in a juniper green as well, which is kind of like that OD green. We've had a lot of ladies buy them just for their outdoor adventures for hiking, mm-hmm. uh, but they do sit in, in a mid waist range. So you don't have any butt crack hanging out. If you bend over, they do have a four way stretch. So they bend with your body. Um, and we also have uh, um, a four way stretch waistband with an adjustable waistband that you just move with sliding the button over. Uh, deep pockets, deep cargo pockets with secure zipper pockets. 
reinforced knees that you could actually put a knee pad inside if you need that for any purpose. Oh, yeah. um, our extreme hunters need those for sure. <laughs> Um, and some of our, our just our, our outdoor hikers or our backpackers, you know, our girls are like, I sometimes need that depending on where, where I'm going and what I'm doing. Wow. So they're, they're just a pant that, that moves with you very well. They're very durable. They're very strong. Um, stickers and burrs slide right off of them. So if you're a pheasant hunter, um, or a duck hunter like myself and you're getting in those burrs, you just simply just smack your leg and everything comes off and, and what about they're water mid- and warmth? Are they are they meant to? They're midweight. They're midweight okay. pants. They function really well with our base layer. We have a Bella base layer, um, and they are uh, DWR, so they do have um, the water resistant in them and stain resistant as well, along with micro and chromium. Cool. So keeps the smell away. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very very cool that you're doing this. Thank you. Has it been? How's it? Has coming from the the legal world? I mean, how's it been? Uh, it's good jumping into this. Is it fun? Yeah, it's amazing to serve my community of women. I can tell you that. Um, I had a really rough year last year. My dad passed away, and mm. I, it was my second year um, having to tally. And I, ha- I think there were a couple people. I had a canceled podcast uh, because of family matters, obviously, and. Um, those podcast hosts gave well wishes you know, to me while they were doing podcasts. I had tons of women reach out to me just to express condolences, which I've people I've never met before in my life, which it just shows you as a community, how strong we are. Um, and being able to give back to them and just, you know, serve women in my, in my community of hunters. It, it's fantastic. That's very, very cool. I'm sorry you had a rough year. That doesn't sound like fun at all, but it sounds like you're, Doing something you're passionate about, something that uh, hey. people love, and uh, you know what's what's the what when you went to Shot Show, what was the yeah. what was the feedback? Oh, we had amazing we had amazing feedback, even from tactical women. So we're going to explore that. Um, I can't promise anything, but uh, we'll definitely explore that. We have lots of press, um, lots of um, unscheduled press that just heard about us and popped out of the blue. We were kind of the talk of Range Day, which was pretty amazing to get that feedback. Mm that there were lots of women that were extremely excited. All right. Cool. Well, hey, that's great. We're yeah. going to go ahead and take a quick break. It's good having you on air. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Orange County Gun Owners is dedicated to preserving and restoring Orange County self-defense rights. And if you live in Orange County and you want to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, you need to join. OCGunOwners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is the do-something organization to restore and defend uh, the Second Amendment. Volunteers have a shooting social, they live at gun shops, tabletops, and a whole lot more. Pro-gun officials will get elected. So become a member today, ocgunowners.com slash join. Hopefully we got Raylene. Raylene, did you come back? Or? I think it was a little confusing. She didn't know so. she was on for two segments. Yeah, I know. Well, while, while we're waiting for her to come back, I'm looking at the website. Yeah. In addition to the pants that she was talking about, they actually have... Um, 
layered layered pants. So if you need look like a base layer for warmth, yeah, like a, a fancy legging, they look good. They look nice. That's usually so. There's like it's very buttery. Oh, there soft. she is. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Yonder. <laughs> so we were talking about your pants. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, so I, it sounds funny saying that, doesn't it? We're talking about your pants. It yeah. actually did. Yeah. About your pants. <laughs> They're really cute. <laughs> So I think I think you have a couple of customers here. I think Desi and, and uh, Alicia are probably going to put in a an order. Um, oh, good! And that's, we like to hear that. We like to sell things over here. I was going to say that's the one that's saying something because yeah, they're they're yeah. tough customers. So Desi, what do you think? They look nice. I would be interested to try them. Any oh, particular yeah. style? I like the layering component because I get cold. Yeah. What's what is the layering component of these pants? Well, they're made to be uh, to be layered, so they are, they are midweight pants. Hey, you're they talking to a back. guy. I know. It's, I have no idea. You layer my. <laughs> He's I layer, a little bit older so, too. So here's here's you need, layer my. You know, yes. you need the when it's cold. You kind of we get colder faster than men do, so we need that extra little bit of of layering. Uh, they're also brushed inside, so not not the not, not the Bella base layer, but the Sophia Adventure pant is brushed inside to give you a little bit extra warmth. There you go. Um, so you pair it with a, a base layer, and they're they're pretty toasty. I've worn them in like oh god, freezing temperatures. Um, was it twelve degrees? I think my last duck hunt, I took them on, and I I them on the shore. Twelve, just twelve. You're talking about this is That's San Diego. It. We're we're talking like fifty. Just you just yeah. you just killed er- for us. you just killed everybody <laughs> in the room. So let me kind of correct me if I'm wrong, but here's here I, I believe what I'm hearing about your pants is um, they're they're fairly uh, warm, but you'll you yeah. if it, if it gets too cold, you're probably going to want to put on uh, some kind of uh, you know thermal you know definitely want to have a layer. Okay, yes. and they're fairly water resistant, but if it's really raining, they're pretty water resistant. I don't know. I had a wear tester that took them to New Mexico on an elk hunt last season, and mm-hmm. she. Um, it snowed on her pretty good, and she said she was sitting down in the snow, and and she was worried she was going to get wet, and she said she was not wet. That okay. she checked her checked her pants and said it didn't soak through her base layers, and she was still warm, and she did pretty good. So I mean they they've they've gone to Canada to be wear tested. They they're in Alaska right now. So have they gone I to San Diego? They've gone to San Diego. I have a few ladies um, out of the ranch at Julian down there that have purchased our pants and, and they wear them. And it's because it was 50 degrees outside, right? And they were cold. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know how we are in California. It's so, the, chilly. But so then in the, the waterproof 70. part, you don't really need an outer shell unless, unless you're going scuba diving. Yeah. Which I do. Can I wear them <laughs> scuba diving as a layer underneath my wetsuit? I, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but if you want to, sure, <laughs> let me know how that goes. I, I can test it for you and let you know how that goes. I have an important question for you, Raylene. Yes. Being that we're talking about your website, we are talking mm-hmm. about the product. Do you happen to have a promo code before I complete checkout? I do. It's the, <laughs> Vitaly Winter 20. Vitaly Winter 20. Alicia is literally completing a transaction as we're on the radio with you right now. So if you see one coming through right now, it's from her. That's awesome. It expires February 3rd. I'm going to throw that out there. How do I, okay, spell that out for me because I don't, I, I'm missing D- something. D-I-T-A-L-E. Oh, gotcha. D is in Delta. D-I-T-A-L-E and then winter and then 20, 20. right? Okay. Yes, it should be 20. All right, That's so uh, are, are we done shopping? Can we? Are we? 
are you done shopping, Mike? I mean, I see it on your phone right now, no, too. Mike's I'm trying to shopping. order a pair, too. I, I don't think I need these pants. Um, <laughs> you, you do. You do. You just don't know it yet. So they're not just for hunting. They're for outdoors. They're for all kinds of outdoors. stuff, which is awesome. Yes. But let's talk about uh, if, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're a woman in, in, you know, in San Diego or anywhere in the country and you want to start hunting, you want to get into hunting, how, does, how do you yeah. do that? Uh, well, there's, there's several options you can go to. You can go to your local archery program. They have um, women programs that are out there. You can also look into some local um, nonprofits. There's there's also uh, the Ranch at Julian. Um, Chris Cook, she does an amazing um, women's weekend warrior retreat. She just had one in January and believe she had about 60 plus ladies up there. They go over everything from your firearms, from your bow to how to skin an animal in the field. Um, you get to eat wild game while you're up there. It's fantastic. I went last year and helped. If you are in the Midwest, I would definitely check out wilderness.org. Uh, they are a nonprofit out of Kansas City, and they do everything from uh, teaching you how to fish to teaching you how to duck hunt, you name it. Uh, they do deer camps, pheasant camps. They go all the way from beginner to advanced, and they also have a weekend four-day women's retreat called Go Wild, and I actually personally am an, I'm an archery instructor for them um, each year. So why why would you recommend that? It sounds like there's a ton of ways, ton of avenues, not just for people to start hunting, but for women to get into hunting. If if a, mm-hmm. if a woman's listening to this, what would you what, what would you tell her about? Uh, you know, she's wondering like, well, why would I get into hunting? Right. What, what would you tell her? Why, why what do you like about it? What do you love about it? What's she going to gain? I mean, if you're waiting for the apocalypse, you should just do it now <laughs> and learn. <laughs> no, it's camaraderie is one of our biggest things in our community. Um, we support you know, women of all ages, all expertise levels. Um, we have a big buddy system, even if you're, you know, I have several young ladies, including my niece that, um, my younger cousin, uh, that I mentor. Uh, it, it's a wonderful way to get out there and just no freaking cell phone service. No one bothers you. It's peaceful. Then you also learn basically, um, how to provide for yourself. And that just gives confidence beyond, um, I, I've seen it in young ladies that had barely any confidence from shooting a bow or a firearm and getting them out there in the field and, and uh, witnessing their first harvest and just watching them blossom and prov- being able to provide and, and cook that meal and be like, you know, wow, I did that. Um, and my family eats it and you share it. It's a great community that the other community in general is fantastic. Um, the hunter's, I'm going to be biased are the best, (laughs) but we, we all love and support each other and lean on one another. And the more the merrier really. So what you hunt, it can Mm -hmm. determine how hard the hunt is. I mean, there's, you know, waterfowl is very different from elk is very different from deer is very different from pig. What is there? Is there like a, if someone's like, well, I want to hunt something. I I really want to get into this. I want to learn how to clean an animal. I want to get in touch with the earth and blah, 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 you know, whatever their reason is and they don't, but they don't know what they want to hunt. Is there something you recommend? Mm -hmm. Um, you can, you could reach out to even me. Um, you can find, um, tons of local, um, groups on online. Uh, Detelli has one on Facebook just called, uh, women who hunt and you can see our Detelli logo or D logo on there with an elk with about 3,500 women in there, uh, from, all ages uh, to all experience levels. A lot of them are new and we find basically someone in, in the area to buddy up with them to 
to uh, teach them how to log online and do their hunter safety and how to have how the tag system works, um, take them along with them uh, so that they kind of get that mentoring experience. It definitely is a mentored sport. I'm going to say that it's a mentored lifestyle. I'm going to add not really a sport. Um, you, you do need someone to kind of show you the ropes, but, um, I know tons of women that just got out there and just, just did it, just walked out, grabbed a gun and, and walked out in the field so um, and taught themselves. What, what was your favorite hunt? Tell us your, your very favorite hunt. The one that we, when the first one that popped in your head, when I said favorite hunt that you think about that uh, was the most fun or amazing or whatever. That's going to be my buck in 2020. It was such a year. Obviously we know it was sort of a pandemic, everything's shutting down outdoors was really fueling with people um and i think i hunted probably i don't know 100 and something days out of that season and we're coming towards the end of the season being in december and thought i'm it i'm tag souping it there's no way um and i'm out hiking with my dad with my bow and he stops me and says there's there's a buck right there and i kind of creeped around the front of the truck where we were parked and I see this gorgeous buck um, kind of down, down the mountain area and an embankment. And I had a beautiful 45, what 45 clear shot, nice broad broadside, beautiful shot. And then he gave me a run for my money all day long. And I had to push him and I actually had to come back the next day. Um, and um, basically pick him up because we had to leave him overnight. We, we tracked him until about four 30, um, behind Mount Baldy, freezing cold snow everywhere. And, um, coming back the next morning after not having sleep worried that a bear or something was going to take him. Mm. Um, that was the most that he booked. So I'm a member of CBH, uh, so California Bowhunters Association. And we have, um, we have a, a booking system. So, um, the chances of getting a deer, a level in a buck out of the area was 5%. And the first woman in CBH to be, uh, internet in that area with my buck. Oh, and that was actually, thank you. And that was actually my, um, last successful hunt with my dad. So that was my last season. So, so how, um, let's talk about how, we, well, how, what, six point or how, how big was this guy? He was, was he, yeah, he was about, what, a three, technically he would be a six, a three by three. But um, one of his little knobs in the corner was busted, so he was technically like a three by two. But he was a, he's a good size. We won't hold that size guy. No. And and he's he <laughs> and he was. You said he was forty five yards away. About forty five yards away. What's yeah. what's the draw? What's the uh, what's the weight of your bow? Sixty. Wow, that's uh, that's really yeah. impressive. Uh, well, I mean, I've been I've been shooting a bow since I was nine, so and I'm forty one. I don't think. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I hope I'm not sounding. I hope I'm not being sexist here. No, but women I, don't usually. Sixty pounds on a bow is is pretty that's big. That's a lot. That's a lot for yeah, a woman. I mm-hmm. I worked really hard uh, to get up get up to that weight. So and I can't imagine Ooh. like hitting a forty five hitting something at forty five yards with anything less than sixty is it would be you know uh, really difficult. So congratulations. Yeah. That's an awesome Thank job. Thank you. Okay. So what's your website? It's Ditelli, D-I-T-A-L-E, outdoors.com. All right. Fantastic. Appreciate having you call in. Great stories Thanks right here. Thanks for having on. me. Oh, our pleasure. Hey, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer.
Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. That was a good one. Yeah, go get him, Tiger. Alec Baldwin has was finally charged with manslaughter for the horrific accident on the Rust set. More next with Alicia Curtin and Curtin Call. All right. But hey, did you know we have a world-class flight training school here in San Diego? That's right. Pilots can fly almost every day. Uh, we're close to the ocean as well as the desert and mountains. And SDFTI's instructors can help you learn to navigate around the international border and the military bases. That's why San Diego is one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly in sunny San Diego, right at Montgomery Field. Give them a call, 858-569-1822, or learn to fly with SDFTI. But I'd call them at 858-569-1822. All right. Our segment, our our newest segment, Curtain Call with Alicia Curtain. What do you got for us? Very creative. Yeah. So... Again, uh, deviating a little bit from the original intent, but I think I, I kind of like the way that this is uh, filling in every week. Me too. Um, just something firearms related, whether it's a defensive thing, whether it's just a use, a misuse, uh, you know, a red flag claim, whatever it may be. So this week we were talking about the whole Alec Baldwin, you know, that's circling back in the news. Yeah. Um, what happened there? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so the – it. You know, those of us in the firearms world, we know that we are responsible for every round that comes out of our gun, right? Or at least we shouldn't. And if you don't, I'm, I'm, I'm here to inform you that you are. Um, you, you don't, you know, this is really bringing, a, bringing light, I think, in a lot of ways and, um, and bringing it up to the forefront, the way that we need to be thinking about firearms, the way that we need to um, realize our responsibility to them when what we do and what we fail to do and how that can come back and, and how it can be problematic, um, not only for loss of life and injury, but also legally um, in our freedom. So what's what's happening now is, and and I, I think a lot of us saw this coming down the line after the shooting, is that he, he is now, of course, being charged with involuntary manslaughter along with the armor that was there on set. They're both being charged with involuntary manslaughter. So I don't know how you guys felt about that or if you saw that coming, but I was just waiting. I was waiting for it. Yeah. What... Uh, uh, who who charged him? Was it's not federal? Is it local, or we don't know? Uh, let me go back to the actual verbiage. Let's make sure. I know so, that that armor is done. Oh, she's I, I, she's I, I in big put, trouble. Put armor in quotes because that I, I oh, armor right. trainee. It's, I guess the story with her is she was very young. Mm-hmm. This was her first big job. Her claim was her dad. Her, yes, her dad, dad yeah. was yeah. very dad. famous, and I, so she, you know, but, is that an uh, excuse though? No, no, no. It's, it's, not, not, an excuse, it's not an excuse, but, but no, I think that but she's that's in big how trouble. people move up the so-called mm-hmm. ladder. Have to start somewhere. And much as I don't want to put a cost factor into it, there's been a somewhat of a trend that Mr. Baldwin was not spending as much money on the whole production to begin with, where people were sleeping in their cars, couldn't afford hotels, and he probably went with an armor that was cheap. Just saying. It's not where you want to skimp. Well, no, you wouldn't think that, but, you know, as he says. Maybe have sandwiches rather yeah, than uh, yeah, meatloaf, yeah, rather than, uh, you know. Okay, she's but, like a, you know, we're going to fall right back into it. They got to stop talking about everything other than how did the live ammo get on set. What do you mean? 
How did they get lied? No, what do you mean they have to stop talking about everything? Well, they, quit worrying about all the, is he going to go to jail? Is he gonna, no, let's find out where that ammo came involved. from. Oh, ignore everything except that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because, let's face it, if you know anything about the movies, you just don't put live ammo on a set where there is a weapon. of any kind. You just don't do it. And supposedly, what, they had two or three shoot-offs? I mean, the guys were target shooting because they were out in the Correct. desert. Bad idea. Correct. Yeah. Bad idea. There were mistakes made all around. So, you know. If what you are want- some of the other mistakes? Well, like like Dave was just stating, the use, the intermingling. So it, it clearly stated that they found live rounds commingled in with the the blanks. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't you don't mix you don't do that. Um, you don't mix ammo like that. Um, so the fact that live ammo was, if the intent of these guns was strictly for the use of for film, why do they need live ammo at all in the set at all? Why? You don't bring live ammo into a classroom. Why are you bring it onto a set where you have no need or use for it? it, it it's a liability and a risk. Uh, these blanks now. There's there's actually an inherent risk with blanks too. They're not completely um, uh, blank. What's that? They're not completely blank. They potentially could not be. So there is a risk with them, but that's that's a known risk, and you take precautions for that. Um, The fact that there was live ammo, um, I I have not seen an explanation for that. That that right there, I think, is going to be a point that is going to be a big point in the trial. Um, uh, The fact that it was it was this it was stated that it was loaded. And I've seen some different articles going back and forth as to who loaded it. Was it the you know was it the was producer? It the was it the armor? I've seen article. Yeah, I've seen statements Alec. going both he ways. Would, he wouldn't have loaded it. I, I doubt very sure. No, I doubt. But it what as about well. let's do the conspiracy theory thing? All right, let's well, do it. Well, got my hat on. Somebody hat. planted a live round one to who knows how many on a set that you're not supposed to have that. So what? What was for what? Why? Well, what was, what's the purpose? To end Alec Baldwin's career. <laughs> Probably well, something to that. But why would they? Who would want to do that? Why would you know? I know he's your they, best friend, and you guys <laughs> golf every third Thursday. But well, we both have very similar but, hair. But I know, and, and you have just as many way. girlfriends. Yeah. And it, it's a tough life. Yeah. But somebody had to do it. I think he's not the nicest guy, and he's not loved by everybody. I think he tanked his own career pretty well, though. You think? I don't think he needed help. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Before this. He shot himself know. in the foot. But you got to admit, <laughs> it does, I mean. It, anything's possible. Absolutely. But this but pushes more what, towards it than well, that. Was there, was there a final, like, hey, this is why we're finally doing this? Was there a piece of evidence that they found where they said, well, this is why we're finally doing this? Or was it just the, finally the, the result of. I think that they're holding that close to the, the, the cuff. I don't think they're releasing that just yet. Close to the bulletproof yep. vest. Correct. Close to the bulletproof vest. I got to tell you, I do like these memes that are going around that, you know. Like I stand behind Alec Baldwin. I stand behind Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Love that one. It's safer. <laughs> right. No, I really don't stand quick, next to him. Right. And, and you know, and of course, I, you know, we don't know what his defense is going to be, but I'm sure there's going to be some some tone of, didn't I didn't trigger. know. Well, he, didn't he's, he stated he didn't pull the trigger. It's. He didn't pull the trigger. Who else would have? Yeah. Somebody, okay. but it wasn't him. So, I'm sure they were filming it. By definition, right? By definition, involuntary manslaughter, let's just talk about the definition. It's the crime of killing another human being unlawfully, but unintentionally. So, I mean, did did he kill a human being? Yes. Yes. Yeah, but I don't... Was it unintentional? Yes. Right. Yeah. So... I'm curious. He's probably not going to go to jail. You think? Isn't he up for like 18 months? Wasn't that what I saw? Well, the problem is he's also the producer. So he has, he has a lot of safety issues he has to deal with. <laughs> Along with you know 
and well, this girl. It's the state of New Mexico, by the way, that's bringing charges. Well, I, so I'm not I'm not an attorney, and I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. So you know, take this for what it's worth. But my understanding is, uh, they're, they're, usually, from my very limited understanding of law, they want to they want to see who's responsible right. for this. If and I have a feeling they're going to find that he wasn't responsible unless they are uh, prosecuting uh, Alec Baldwin, the the producer, you know, because he's the one that hired the armor. Mm-hmm. But if, if they're simply prosecuting Alec Baldwin, the guy who pulled the trigger, my my bet, I'd put a dollar and a half on mm-hmm. that they're, they're going to slam this armor. Um, oh, I agree. Because it's that minor state. Now, I... Well, I think it was kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying when this whole thing heated up. Is everyone jumped? Everyone gun owners jumped on Alec Baldwin because we don't like Alec Baldwin, right? You know, if it, if this were Tom Selleck, I would bet that every gun owner out there would have some kind of an excuse for why he wasn't responsible. But it's Alec Baldwin. He's a jerk. He's on the wrong side of the of the political spectrum. Right. So we all jumped on him, and we all turned into these purists. Well, you know, you never point a gun and blah blah blah. I, I don't know a single gun owner out there who hasn't muzzled themselves when they're putting their their everyday carry on i mean you know it, i mean i think people were kind of going to like these like the look on their faces like, total shock that you would say i mean that. It, it was just kind of we, we it was looking silly it was looking kind of silly like it was clearly that everybody just didn't like alec baldwin but i i you know well it, he didn't help it either going on TV. i don't like alec baldwin by the way yeah. i mean you know you know, eight-year-old me loved you know uh, yeah. Beetlejuice. That was hilarious. But yeah. ever since then, he's been a jerk. Um, so I think I was eight, maybe I was ten. I don't know. Yeah. Right after Red Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that they're gonna have to find out that okay, who was actually responsible for this? And my, I'm, I like I said, I'd put a buck and a half on that. This armor is gonna go yeah. way down. So you don't think he'll have from. anything? He won't be responsible or. I don't know. I, I don't know enough. Of, yeah, but so on a movie set, people pull the trigger. You can't be in the jury. Okay, at every, at people pull the trigger at people all the time. We see it all the time, you know? Well, yeah, but he's not, but it's not done by a high profile. No, but person. what I'm saying yeah. is the expectation of an actor to have the ability to safely pull a trigger on a set. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not responsible for that. Right. Now I've I've heard people say, oh well, they're supposed to whatever, and they go through the did 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 did. I I would be willing to bet that Alec Baldwin's attorney is going to be able to say, hey, look, the responsibility lies in the armor. That's the whole point of why we hire an armor. But the problem is, Alec is the guy that hired the armor. So mm-hmm. I think that yeah. Alec Baldwin, the producer, is going to go down. Alec Baldwin, uh, okay. the actor, probably not. not. Uh, yeah, you know, it depends on how I they agree. prosecute. Them. Okay, I didn't understand where and you were then, going. I agree. And then armor is going to. Get, gonna she's, she's done. Gonna bite bro- it. She's yeah. going to be flipping burgers at in and out at for the, the rest no, of the Alcatraz. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're both facing two counts of involuntary manslaughter, with a which is a fourth degree felony, punishable by up to a year and a half and a five thousand dollar fine. But but the 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 cliffhanger is that there there's an additional charge included, which is a provision because it is it's an offense committed with a firearm, which is a five year mandatory sentence. So mandatory, mandatory. There'll be no discretion. No discretion. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, watch, they're going to try to get it switched to California. <laughs> and then he walks. <laughs> then he walks. He's not going to oh, run if he can get that thing to California. All right. Time to take a break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. 
Killers Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Inland Empire gun owners strive to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your local rights. And how do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. So be part of the team. Join today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment rights. That's iegunowners.com slash join. Welcome to the second hour or two of Gun Owners Radio, everybody. We have a prize to give away. Um, if you join our newsletter and are lucky enough to get picked, you'll win a, I guess we're giving away Gun Owners Radio t-shirts from our merch section. So congratulations to this week's winner, Mr. Mark Duncan. Mark Duncan, thank you so much. Your t-shirt is on its way. If you would like to win a prize, probably a t-shirt, um, go to gunnersradio.com slash subscribe and sign up for the Gunners Radio uh, newsletter. Do you want a hat? Maybe. Do you want a hat? I mean, I can get a hat from Rich. <laughs> so, you don't, so you're not signing up? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm already Desi? signed up. All right. There you go. Well, some people have uh, friends in high places. That's how I got my hat. I might know somebody. <laughs> I don't have a hat. I know somebody. You know, know guy? somebody. I know a guy. She knows I a got guy. a guy. She knows she a guy. guy. She knows a guy. So everybody out there listening who doesn't got a guy, go to our merch shop and uh, buy some cool merch. Shop.gunownersradio.com. That's shop, S-H-O-P, dot gunownersradio.com. All right. Uh, our old buddy Joe Dramisi has a very cool uh, class coming up. Uh, it's It has to do with uh, folks that have their CCW, which there are more and more of in beautiful San Diego County. So uh, he wanted to make sure that they're taken care of and get the skills that they need to be successful. So he came up with a whole new curriculum. So we thought we'd have him on to talk about it. Sure. Joe, are what's you, up, man? Hey, bud. Hey, I'm back. Good to be back here. Uh, see you guys for a little bit. Hey, I Joe. Think usually Hi, I don't Joe. get a chance to hear the uh, – Hey, Alicia. I usually don't get a chance to hear the commercials. Uh, I learned about the uh, the MyPillow guy makes towels. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're, we're a wealth of information, a cornucopia of yes. information. Plethora. Yeah, yeah, you, everybody, everybody comes away with something from this show. It's pretty That's cool. Right. So more and more people are getting their CCW in San Diego, in, in part thanks to some of the instruction that you give uh, on how to get your CCW and, of course, some of the instruction that uh, we have on the website. How, what are we up to now, Joe? Ninth, uh, yeah, 94.14, I think, and um, – with it, Sheriff Martinez said there's about five thousand applications in the queue. Yeah. So, uh, so things are going well. We should break ten thousand uh, the end of next month, I would think. Joe's been track. He's got a spreadsheet. He's been tracking them for mm-hmm. so, since about what, what? What was it when it's when it started? What, what was it like two thousand? And you started tracking it every month or so. Yeah, I started it. Yeah, somewhere around eleven hundred, twelve hundred, something like that. Let's see a line graph. Can we He's see got a pie it. Chart? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. Actually, I do graph it. It's part of my uh, CCW seminar presentation. I just kind of show people. And you can see it's really picked up the last few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really kind of impressive. So the, the sheriffs are doing a great job. And apparently there's lots of interest. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. So tell us about your class. What's what's going on with the new? We're, you, we're, we're here to we're talking about what are we talking about? What kind of which class are we talking about? Sounds like two classes so, today. 
Yeah, so I've, I'm doing a pair of classes, but the uh, the one is the pepper spray and situational awareness, which I've done before, and that, that's a great class as well. Nice. Um, but the one uh, we're going to talk about today is the CCW Next Steps class. Okay. And what that is, the intent with that is um, to help people learn all the, the million other things you have to learn besides the gun to carry safely and, you know, hopefully effectively if you ever get into that kind of situation. Um, and, you know, it occurred to me, um, you know, because teaching, Bill and I train, probably we do about, I don't know, we guess 50, 55 students a month, uh, renewals and initial permits. And, you know, and I, I look at a lot of those students and I know they're not going to set foot in the classroom again, uh, you know, until two more years when they have to set foot back in our classroom. And um, I try to encourage people to learn about this stuff. And if you think about, you know, like with us, it's weird, you know, with Alicia and Mike, all you guys, because we're immersed in it. And I, I talk to people every day that carry, you know, I read, I bet I read seven or eight gun magazines each month just because of the stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, talk to other instructors and everything. So, you know, we hear all the different things and it's easier for us. Um, a lot of people, I think, that get their concealed carry, they're the only ones they know that carry, you know, or they might know one other person that knows about as much as they do. So what I wanted to do is put together a class that addresses all the other stuff that you should know about it, that you need to learn about that you won't, you know, you don't necessarily get in the state mandated class. I mean, we touch on some of the things, but we really don't go into a lot of detail on a lot of the stuff. So that was kind of the intent of the class. So the, the eight hour class that's required is, I don't even know if I'd call it a one oh one class. I mean, it really is. It's, 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 it's extremely basic and a lot of it is testing. Um, so this is uh, this is for people that have kind of gotten through that. Uh, they have their CCW. You know, this this is really kind of laying a, a foundation. I don't know if it's what is it? is it. It's not really laying a foundation. They should really probably already have a foundation, and it's not yeah. really fine tuning. It's somewhere in between, and just kind of getting you to that next step, appropriately named. Well, it's giving them the rest of the information. So you know, in other words, you take the eight hour class, you do the little shooting qual. We touch on, you know, the things about laws and safety and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but there's other things, uh, like in this class, if I just run through the basic um, outline of the class, we'll go through and talk about firearms briefly, um, you know, the difference, revolvers, uh, semi-autos, single action, double action. Because, again, I, I see people in class, they have a gun. They just bought a gun. That's the one they're going to carry. They don't really don't know anything else. And there's no way for people like that to really learn things other than, you know, take classes or do something like that. So I want to try to give them a start with that. Um, so just basic, you know, gun safety and the different kinds of guns and how they work. And then going into um, equipment, um, holsters, you know, inside the waistband holsters, outside the waistband holsters, different ways to carry um, different ways to dress around the holster, guns that you, you know, could carry, couldn't carry. Well, there's really nothing you couldn't carry. But um, just thinking about all that kind of stuff. Uh, gun belts, you had that You had that experience when you... Um, love my gun belt. gun belt. Oh, I love my gun belt. But see, there's no way for, you know, people that aren't immersed in this stuff to find out about that kind of stuff. Um, other things that you would carry, you know, do you carry an IFAC, an individual uh, first aid kit? Uh, do you carry a tourniquet? Do you carry a flashlight? So what are other things that people carry and why? Um, carrying with the round in the chamber is another big deal. Um, you know, everybody's nervous about that when they start. It's something you really have to do, um, and you got to work into it. So talking about that stuff. And then um, 
in addition to that kind of thing, getting into the situational awareness. I spend a lot of time on that because, um, you know, like I tell students uh, in our class, if you get into a situation where you actually have to use the gun, there's absolutely nothing good that comes from that aside from you didn't get killed or someone you care about didn't get killed. Everything else that happens is bad. So um, the idea is to avoid getting into that situation in the first place. So, you know, um, stressing the situational awareness, paying attention to what's going on around you, because what I talk about um, in class, and we, and we touch on this briefly in the, in the um, you know, in the CCW course, but I'll go into it in more detail in this next steps course. But with criminals, you know, criminals have a certain way they select people and they select victims. And again, they can't hurt you from the other side of the parking lot. They have to get up close to you to do whatever it is they're going to do. And the things they do to select people and to get close to people are obvious if you're paying attention. And that's the kind of stuff that, you know, that I want to talk about and um, uh, giving them some ideas about that. So, you know, how to avoid situations in the first place. Um, you know, a little bit about de-escalation, although the thing with de-escalation, though, is, I mean, we talk about that and stuff and avoiding confrontations and things like that, but realistically, I mean, you can only de-escalate people that want to be de-escalated. Um, and so so again, how, like, how, do, think, how do people sign up? We got to, we got to hit, go to a break, but how do people find the <laughs> class? How, how do they, how do they sign up? The easiest way is to go to the USCCA website. So USCCA and, um, Go on there, click on training, click on in-person training, and you'll find the two classes there. Type in that they I think they ask you to type in your zip code and you're good. All right, sounds great. Thanks a lot, bud. Appreciate it. See you okay, around, Joe. No problem. All right, folks, you are listening to Gun Owners Radio. Don't touch that dial. This is AM eleven seven uh, FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Well, you know, a lot of companies are so unhappy with their website. It looks old. It's out of date. It's not getting customers. But you know what? Sage Tree gets it. Since 2005, Sage Tree has been helping companies with websites that look great, work great, and get leads. Stop being frustrated by your website and get one that you're going to be proud to share. Contact Sage Tree today. It's and get a website that makes the phone ring. Getting started is super easy. Call 866-728-9100. That's 866-728-9100. And get that website fixed today. All right, we got Desi Bergman in the house. The not me aficionado, and which is the most fantastic thing that we started, wouldn't you say, with San Diego County Gun Owners? Back in 2019. Wow, that far long back. So what is the most common story or reason why a woman signs up for Not Me? So Dave, a lot of women come to us for a few different reasons, but I would say it's primarily for the reason that Not Me SD was started, you know, back in 2019. And that's because they were a victim of domestic violence or sexual assault. And, you know, as you know, Not Me SD is San Diego County Gunner's initiative to stop sexual assault and domestic violence. And Dave, did you know that one in three women are victims of sexual assault or domestic violence? And in 91% of those domestic violence or sexual assault occurrences, they were women. One in, one in three blows me away. I know. Right? I didn't, I didn't even understand. 
that 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 number is hard to even fathom. I, I don't even understand that number. Well, it's, you don't know the fear. You don't know the fear. And the fear that you can also talk about, too, is that in eight out of those 10 cases, the women knew the person that sexually assaulted her. Mm. And to top that off, 63% of sexual assault or domestic violence cases go unreported for fear of retaliation from their right. partner. Right. Well, I knew, I see, and that's the problem, you know, because it's bad enough that it happened, but then you have to take a shot in the dark that you're going to be treated properly when you say something. Well, and that you're also going to get the help that you're looking for. Because, again, the fear of your partner yeah. retaliating or, you know, you go to the police and you file, you mm -hmm. know, a, a restraining order. Sometimes that doesn't happen. And so the fear, I can, I mean, I've never been in a situation like that before, Dave, but I can only imagine the fear that these women go through. I'd be more worried if I was the assault, assaultant up against you. I might get shot. Do you <laughs> I don't know if I'm the type of girl you might want to mess with That's in that sense. That's kind of where I'm going with that. <laughs> And, and that's, that's exactly what we want, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that's exactly what we want. That's exactly what we're going for. Yeah. 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 No, without a shadow of a doubt. So when you say it's like a program, kind of give us an A to Z. Yeah. So if we talk about the Not Me SD program, I mean, it's very easy for you to get help from us, right? So if any woman is wanting to get help from Not Me SD, it's simple just to go to notmesd.org. And you're going to fill out an application. That application has a few questions on there that you're, we're just trying to understand what you're looking for. And once you fill out the application, it comes to me and I assign an ambassador to you or to them. And they're there to help you every step of the way. So the way the ambassador's role works is if you're looking for a firearm, we're going to help guide you on how to pick out a firearm for the first time. Or if you're looking for training, you know, we want you to get set up with an instructor like Alicia. But a great way to start is always to start with our shooting socials because at these shooting socials, it's a very cost-effective way to kind of get started. You get paired with a mentor, and they're there to kind of guide you through some basics. Shooting socials are never a substitute for an actual training. From the shooting socials, we want women to go on and get more training, of course, but it's a great starting point. And the other big thing that I really love working with, too, is helping women get their CCW. So every six weeks, like clockwork, I do a seminar that I actually walk the ladies through the process and how to get their CCW. And for those of you listening, I have another one coming up next week on the 7th that if you're interested, you know, definitely let us know and we're happy to get you that information. What's it going to cost? These seminars are free. And the great thing about the program, Dave, is Not Me SD is free for anybody that's looking for help. So we don't charge you a dollar. We want you to get the answers. That's what we're here for. So the, the CCW seminar is virtual. It's online. Correct. And how do they, how do they get that? How do they get the... You password. can either fill out the application and you automatically get signed up for all of the emails and the newsletters that I send out. So the newsletters go out once a week and I have women-specific resources on these newsletters, very heavily promoting the CCW seminar right now. So if you're looking to take that, definitely sign up or you can email me directly. It's just Desiree at notmesd.org. Okay. That's well, awesome. Sounds like a program for a guy. What do you mean? What do you mean? It sounds like a program. Half for a these guy. guys don't know how to get a CCW. <laughs> Have you talked to them? Yeah. Well, and that that I mean that part uh, of course applies to everybody. Yeah. You know. I agree. Definitely. Um, how do you become a volunteer? So volunteers reach out to me directly, and I love having my volunteers. So the ambassador's role again within the Not Me SD program is to really be that resource and hold her hand through the journey. A lot of time, these women that come to us, you know, they have been a victim, and so they want to take back their safety into their own hands. So they're scared. They don't know where to go. And that fear is something that, you know, we want to hold her hand and show her the way. So 
Um, the ambassadors are all volunteers, which is fantastic. And they're all gun loving girls, just like myself, mm -hmm. that we love to help people. Right. And Dave, you think girls like to talk? You talk, get a girl talking about guns? Like yeah. we will talk for hours. I was going to say, you'll never get to class. No. And How about a group? How about if I, you know, because a lot of times that women work together maybe, or they're just close friends mm -hmm. and nobody individually wants to cross that line. All it line. takes is one. Yeah. But if you went as a group, mm -hmm. You know, I kind of encourage that because that way they all can come out, you know, hang out together and talk. And, yep. It's like yeah. going to the bathroom. Exactly. When you go yeah, to the gun range right, together. Yeah, get up and go together. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. And I love seeing different groups come to these shooting socials like over and over again. Like I have a group of three that's at these shooting socials every month. And they come because they love to shoot and they want to learn more. And what's funny is when you shoot, you can't have long nails. Like it really hinders like your grip. And I had one girl that she, the first time I saw her, she had really long nails. And I was like, you can't shoot and you can't grip a gun like that. And so the next time I saw her, she was like, Desi, look. And she had actually cut her nails shorter so she could shoot the gun better. She cut them all shorter, she, just that one. She she did them all because she was trying to keep them, you know, uniform yeah, and keep them uniform. looking nice still. But yeah. I'd have just cut the one. They, they should probably, that's the next uh, step for gun manufacturers is to design a handgun that you can wear for, for people with, with long nails. There you go. You let me know how that passed. Million works. dollar idea, right yeah, there. Let me know how that passed. You gonna go over to the Shark Tank? <laughs> yeah, exactly. there's this idea. <laughs> yeah, there's this idea. Right, but I love my ambassadors. I mean, it really has become a sisterhood that you know we've really created within That's these what's women, happened. and yeah. you know, girls that love to help each other. I mean, we, we stick together. And Alicia, like you've been a volunteer of mine for over a year now. So, what mm -hmm. brought you to me to help out with this program? Like, why are you so passionate about it? Um, so, you know, there's so being that it's a woman-run organization, you have. There's unfortunately, and, and it's definitely growing getting better, but there's there's a limited pool of women that that are willing to step up and take these roles. And I was willing and I thought, you know, if I'm willing and I have the skills, I'm going to do what I have to. Um, and there's so many more women out there that could that don't realize that they can. I want to really empower, you know, if you have an interest, if you have you, you have a desire to help other women, you may not be as well versed in the gun world. We can help you with that. But if you have a passion, desire to help, you know, there's a place. And what's interesting is in the past couple of years, you've had this industry that's been heavily dominated by men. I mean, I remember before when I go to range, like I would be sometimes the only girl there, right? But now you have this big shift going where a lot more women mm -hmm. shooters are coming out and you have a lot, like I see more women now in the the ranges than I did mm -hmm. before. And what's also interesting is if you look, this, look at the statistics, more women have bought firearms in the last two years than they ever have. I think it was what, like 50% of new gun purchases have been by women. And Sounds so, right. yeah, you have this new, you know, group of women that are coming up because they want to protect themselves. I mean, I remember back in, in 2020 when COVID hit, I saw a huge increase in applications for Not Me. Like it was just like overnight when the world changed, women knew that they had to step up and take their safety into their own hands because they didn't know what the world was going to happen. And so right now I still see that trend where women are just they want to be their own protector. And by, when you can teach someone how to shoot and you can teach them about firearm safety and you can help them get their CCW, that's an empowerment and a feeling that you can never take away. I know, especially for me, like when I go to the range and I'm having like a great day, like I'm doing great with my shots, like it's very empowering. And so to be able to teach women that, it, it's something that they're never gonna forget for the rest of their lives. It seems like they get even more excited than a guy does, it seems to me. You know, they're you, not you, afraid to show it. I think men feel it. Yeah, think? they're not afraid to so. like dance on the range. Be like, yeah, I just got some good shots. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's that <laughs> excitement. And guys are just like, yeah, it's okay, whatever. You know, uh, one of the, I never even thought of that. that's what Mike probably did. 
I dance on the range. Yeah, I figured you do. He, he you is the one dancing. He like heels around. Uh, he's like, all right, cool. I'm good. <laughs> if you step back and you watch people on the line shooting, you know what's kind of comical is a lot of people do a little dance in between shots. Mm-hmm. They don't really? realize that they adjust their grip. They'll adjust uh, their feet. They'll do like a little shake and a little yep. dance, and they go back and do round, you know, the next round. It's kind of so comical I to watch. love watching new shooters on the yeah. range, too, because their stance, for anybody that knows how to properly stand, it's always so comical to watch new shooters because there's always what I like to call kind of like the squat and like the butt out and like sticking your arms out stance. And anytime I see it, I laugh because it's just, it's funny. And it's so always with the new shooters. What do you call it? It's the, uh, the Yosemite Sam. Is, is that the Yosemite Sam yeah, stance? the Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Remember that guy? I thought it was off of Be- Beverly Hills Cops. <laughs> what? You know, when they're at the range. You know, oh, the yeah, guy yeah, yeah. Always, too? They always push their hands way out and kind of squat I prefer back. that though over the, uh, the alternative. What would be that? Oh. Well, you know, a lot of new shooters, until it's pointed out to them, I call it the butt suck. They throw their hips forward and their upper body back. Yeah, because they don't. Yeah. Well, they don't know how to stand. It's right. Like, right. And then you point it out to them. You kind of give them. You know, you kind of tips. You, they they send it the other way. Like golf. So, you know, I mean, when you go to hit a golf ball, is important. I mean, you know, you got to be shown properly how to. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. thing with firearms. If you're not shown properly how to hold the gun, how right. to stand, like everything just goes off. Right. Not gonna hit anything. No, you're not gonna hit anything. Good. You know, I've been involved with this program, Dave, since 2019, right? That was really when I kind of took in and started taking over. So it's been about three years since I've been involved with this program. And it's very important for me because I've always had a passion for helping people, right? Like, but I never knew where I could kind of fit in to, you know, offer that help. And when I discovered what Not Me SD was and I started, you know, really diving into the program and seeing the effect that I've been able to make with these women and also with the program, I really feel like I kind of found my place that right. this is where I'm supposed to be and this is where I'm supposed to help women because, you know, like being able to teach a woman to take her safety into her, her own hands and that empowerment. I mean, think about someone that's been a victim of domestic violence or sexual assault. You have to think about all these things that are going through their mind and the, the unfeeling of not being safe that goes through their head. And if you can even help mitigate that just a little bit. Yeah. Whenever they go out into public or, you know, they walk down the street, they're not going to feel as scared. Right. You know, when we get back in our next segment, let's talk about uh, some of the stories. Yep. Tell some of the stories, you know, without getting too specific or names or whatever. But there are some really cool stories that have come out of your work in this program. I agree. I look forward to it. All right, folks. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's 100 pounds bigger? That's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women led by women that Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's totally free. Sign up today. Go to notmesd.org. The program is also available in Orange County and Inland Empire. So get help today at notmesd.org. And we have Desi with us today. Could you do this like as a gift certificate to somebody? I mean, the program's completely free, so I don't know what you're paying for. Well, you know, like an invitation. 
So a lot of times what I've seen people do is if they want someone to go to a shooting social for the first time, they'll go in and purchase the ticket and give that to them as a gift. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great way to kind of start. They can offer to buy the woman's first gun. I will. Can someone buy me a gun? It might wouldn't be my first, but I mean, I'm I'm open. (laughs) I thought you were asking for diamonds. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, right? Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. So tell us about some of the stories. So, first off, how many people have you signed up? How many on your team? Yeah, so that's a great question. So since 2019, when Not Me SD was formed, we've had over 750 women apply to the program. Out of the 750 right now, we're at about 700 graduates. So that means that we've helped 700 women get wow. a firearm for the first time. We've helped them get training. And I would say eight out of 10 of those women, women that have gone through the program have gotten their CCW. And what I love is when we help these women come through the program, I've had a good handful come back and become ambassadors because they really love the experience that they had in the program and we helped them so much mm-hmm. that now they want to give back. And what's great is they're confident enough that they have the knowledge, you know, that they want to help someone else, which is fantastic. And this program, you know, we've helped so many women, but there are always those specific ones that kind of stand out to me that really kind of hit home. And there was a more recent one that actually happened to where Um, I had one of my ladies come to the range and she was at a shooting social and she kind of pulled me aside after. She's like, hey, Desi, you know, this is great. You know, I learned a lot today. Um, You know, my ex-husband's actually getting out of prison, you know, in the summertime. And I really need to get my CCW because I'm afraid that he's going to come back and hurt me. She had been domestically abused, unfortunately. And so she was really scared. And the reason why she was starting to learn how to shoot was because she wanted to become her own protector. And so we started talking about her CCW and getting her started with the application process. And so, you know, I really kind of took her aside and we were really talking about the application. And then I hopped on a couple of Zoom calls with her to help her with the application itself as well. And she applied for her CCW. Now, mind you, the ex-husband's getting out of jail in the summertime. And so my idea was really, of course, to get her her CCW before he was out. So that way she had that protection. Mm -hmm. And so Mike and I actually worked with the CCW division and we got her application pushed up. She's already had her first appointment. So she's actually in her 90 day background check right now. So by the time, you know, summertime comes around, she'll have her CCW and we're going to be working to get her a lot of training. So that way she knows how to proficiently use her firearm before then. But the gratitude that I've had from this individual was something that it's it's very rewarding to help her because she told me, she's like, Desi, no one's ever helped me like this before. Like you helped me get my CCW with the application process. And you said that you would help try to push the application, you know, to get it done quicker. And I never thought that would happen, but you followed through. And I feel so much safer now because of you and this program. And I'm eternally grateful for what you guys have done for me. Isn't that wow. awesome? Is that yeah. a cool story? That's a really cool story. And how many How many women? Have we talk, 700. We, 700 women. 700 women. Gone through this from the but beginning. But that is nothing compared to San Diego County. I mean, I think we have, what, 3.5 million people here. So, I know. It's mm-hmm. yeah, drop in the bucket. I, it's just a drop in the bucket. And that I want to help. That just this, means you're motivated. I'm very motivated to help as many women as we can. And my goal for 2023 is to help at least 200 more women. And the problem is, is that we just need to get the word out there. Like a lot of women don't know that we're here. And the other problem that you find is kind of like what we had talked about earlier is people don't like to talk about what happens to them. And there's still that stigma that I don't want to get a firearm. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. But when you can have a firearm for women, it's an equalizer. I mean, think about that hundred pound man that could be twice as big as you. And unfortunately, if you're put into a situation where they're trying to attack you, 
you're almost helpless to defend yourself. I hate to say it. Like, I'm not, not a feminist, right? But a gun is an equalizer. And so when you're put into these situations where you have to protect yourself, knowing that you have a firearm with right. you and you can use that well, to protect yourself. the confidence your, level. Your exactly. confidence goes up tenfold. Exactly. And we don't just, of course, firearms is our primary purpose with Not Me. But I also love to promote, like, Joe's, you know, pepper spray and situational awareness class. Mm-hmm. Like, we've done that with Joe a few times, which is great. Um, we've done Krav Maga classes, which are very specific to women in self-defense situations. So we want to be that great resource for women to kind of add more of those tools to their tool belt so they can protect themselves and have that empowerment. Yeah. No, I I, I totally agree. I, I'm, I'm more into being, uh, you know, proactive, not reactive. Exactly. And I, again, have never been in a situation, knock on wood, that I've had to defend myself. Mm-hmm. But... I practice what I preach, and right. I'm the one that's at the range shooting. I have my CCW right. So I want to make sure that these women can be their mm-hmm. own protector. And that feeling, I mean, Alicia, you've helped some of these women before. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling that you can never take away. Yeah. And there's and there's a broad range of what the women come looking for, too. A lot of them are looking for CCW, but there's some that aren't. Right. Like, I've yeah. helped women that were really all that they wanted is they wanted someone to go to the gun store with them because mm. they were a little intimidated. They didn't know what they wanted. They didn't know what to say. They didn't know the right verbiage. They right. just wanted someone to be there so that they could make the, you know, they, they often already knew what they wanted because there was other discussions um, prior, but they just needed someone to hold their hand and just be there. Or and, they knew they needed it. They wanted a right. gun. They just didn't know what right. they wanted. And all those things are, are what we're here to do, right. here to help with. And what's crazy is if you go into a gun range still, I would say nine times out of 10, the man behind, there's a man behind the counter, right? Mm-hmm. And so the men are the first to say, oh, you want this little gun or you want mm-hmm. that gun. We're like everybody's got their opinion on what their gun is. Like you can go into five different ranges and they're going to tell you five different guns to buy. Right. But women, again, we're made differently, right? Like my hands might be a little bit smaller, bigger than someone. So, you know, a Glock 19 might not fit my hand, right? Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that we have to really talk with these women through. And, you know, what are you looking for a firearm for? Is it for home defense? Like, do you eventually want to get your CCW, right? Like with purchasing a firearm, there's so many factors that you really have to think about. And a lot of times when these women come to us, they don't know how to answer them. So that's actually a good uh, – uh, Jackson's got a question for you. That's a good – Jackson, you got a question, question for me? Yep, go for it. He just what you got? Oh, I know. I think I know what the question might be. What's your favorite gun? My favorite gun. I knew that question was going to come. I think you're very famous for that, aren't you? Yeah, Almost every call-in guest gets that question. So I would say I have a new favorite gun, and it's actually a gun that was my dad's, and it is a python. So it's a revolver blue steel python. Yes, it is beautiful, and it was my dad's side carry gun, actually, when he was a sheriff a number of years ago. And my mom seems to think she's keeping that gun, but it's with me and it's never going back. Sorry, mm-hmm. mom. <laughs> but it the, the trigger is just like butter, and I love shooting that gun when I go to the range. You'll have to go sometime. Yeah, if you come with me, I'll let you shoot it sometime. Would you like to shoot a python? Yes. You know what a python is, don't you, Dave? Mm-hmm. They're beautiful guns, They're aren't they? Beautiful. Yeah, and and Action Jackson will even clean it for you. Uh, you gonna polish it up for me? Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> well, then he'll give it to Mike, and Mike that, will have to do it. That's funny. I don't polish. No, you put Mike yours in the get, sink. He I put doesn't my, get dirty. Yeah, I'll just put it in. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> put I'll, it in the uh, sink. I put it in the uh, dishwasher. Yeah. Oh, that's how you clean guns now? You just put them in the dishwasher? Put them in the dishwasher. He does. That's why you get well, a got a dry cycle. That's, that's true. You guys are crazy. <laughs> are you listening to this, Action Jackson? <laughs> who, who cleans your gun, Jackson? <laughs> Mom and Dad. Oh, oh man. they tag team. <laughs> you know what's sad? I'm, 
what's really sad? What? I've had people come to me that do soak their gun and wonder why it's rusty. So oh, yeah. let's, let's, let's put it out there. Please don't do that. That's what Mike does. Please don't do that. I know. Well, no, you put something on it. What was that? The seal one? I, I've tried that. Yeah. Seal one. Yeah. Yeah. They have, you, what are these, you know, those electronic, you put in like some kind of solution and it oh, electronically right. cleans it. Like they cleaned your electrolysis your or whatever. Like a jewelry cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really what it Anything is. Anything to I would keep totally, from having to take the gun apart. I would just store it in that thing. And I'd put it on my nightstand. A, <laughs> a little barbicide. Yeah. So you're just afraid of losing barbicide. parts. <laughs> yeah, you're just afraid of losing parts. That's your only problem. So what's coming up for for not me? Do we do we want to talk about uh, April? Should we yet? give a little teaser? Just for give what a little April teaser. Is? Yeah, talk yeah. a little bit about. It. So April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and I'm putting together a plan where every Thursday in April we're going to have something, some different kind of training. So the idea is that we're going to do another CCW seminar. So we'll teach you how to get your CCW if you haven't already gotten it. We're also going to do a pepper spray and situational awareness class with our good friend, Alicia. I'll be running that one. Yep. All right. And then we have a really cool class that's called image-based decision-making that is going to be pretty awesome. And they're going to kind of tie together with these two classes. And then the idea at the end of the month is to do a nice happy hour that's with a special guest, which we're not going to talk about yet because Mike Kevin secured here. Um, but we really her. want a little hint, her, yeah. hopefully her. her. Yeah. Um, but the idea is every Thursday in April to have a specific event going on for not me. Cool. So it's going to be a great month. I mean, we always have different events and things like that going around town, but April is going to be a really big focus for us too. And this is, so what she's described is the program, which the program is all the activities, yep. you know, helping women, the, the shooting socials, the, uh, um, CCW seminars; those are the activities of it. We've also we haven't announced it yet, and we're, you're going to hear a lot more about it in the future. But we also opened up a 501c3 that will help fund these activities. Mm-hmm. That will help fund this program for the for the women that un, un, you know can't afford to do it. Exactly, it. can't afford um, training, can't afford a gun, can't afford ammo, right. can't afford ammo, can't afford a CCW. We want to make sure that. Self-defense is, is not cost prohibitive. Right. So if you're out there and you're listening and you give to a charity. We're trying to capture some of that charitable giving that you do. If you care about the Second Amendment mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're giving to a charity that you maybe don't care about it as much, we want to give you an opportunity to to help, uh, you know, help help with that that charitable giving and continue to help the the cause in general. Mm-hmm. So, Not Me California does exist. We are taking uh, donations, but we haven't done like a formal rollout and announcement. I think what we're going to do is we're going to make April, uh, the month of April, kind of that. Uh, that rollout. That rollout. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I'm excited. So, yeah, it'll be cool. You gotta, what, get, you gotta call Tommy. Get her on KUSI. That's gonna. I think that's she's gonna in be the there. Works. Yep, that's the goal. Just yeah. telling. Tommy's listening. I'm sure. Just telling. Tommy, yeah, I, Tommy's he, listening. He's wonderful. We don't have to. He, he'll be wonderful. No, no worries. He'll do an RV. Yeah. yeah no so worries. So my homework for everybody is to Uh-oh. tell homework. tell a friend, tell people that not me exists because we are taking applications at this time. And I want that if there's any woman out there who wants help purchasing a firearm for the first time or, you know, you you have unfortunately been a victim of domestic violence or sexual assault and you're looking for that way to feel safer and to empower yourself to be your own protector, go to notmesd.org. We're happy to help. Just remember, courage, knowledge, power, not me. I like that. Oh, right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. 
folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, where the little guy's in charge. 96.1 FM, AM 1170. The answer. Well, a self-defense event happens in seconds. And at the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life could change forever. I pray you never forced to shoot in self-defense, but if you must, then you must be ready. That's why USCCA exists, because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you. To discover more about the USCCA, visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Act now, because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R. All right, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Stump, my nephew. We found out years ago now that my nephew, Sam the Gunman, is particularly good at gun trivia. So if you write in and send us a question, uh, we use it on the air. We'll give you a hat or a shirt. If you stump my nephew, you're going to get a very special prize. Uh, probably be uh, probably be tickets to a gun prom. There's uh, there's uh, there are three gun proms this coming up this year. I'm excited. Ooh. I know, right? Ah. I think it's going to be let's see, three tuxedos. For I was you. just going to say, you know. know what that means? Is I have to go buy three different dresses. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. I'm sure it broke just, both. Just your buy eyes. the same dress in red, white, and blue. Yeah, that's oh. right. There you go. That's what I'm going to do. Oh. <laughs> So uh, there's one in May in Orange County. There's one in September in San Diego. And oh, Carla, I can't remember when in San Empire Diego is. as well. Or it's in the, uh, September as well. It's in. They're both in September. Two weeks apart. I don't think. Does it really? Yeah. Gosh, who was in charge of that decision? <laughs> All right. You okay. Let that Fantastic. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be a busy September, folks. <laughs> All right. Hey, Sam, are you there? Yeah. How are you guys? Good, man. Desi from Not Me is. Uh, she's going to ask a question. I hope that's okay. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually watching the show earlier on YouTube. No oh, good. So you're familiar with Desi? Hi, Sam. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Can't complain. Are you ready for this question? Fire away. Sure, let's have it. All right, so this question comes to us from John in Mission Viejo, and his question to you is, what is a 22 caliber ear-splitting Loudon Boomer? <laughs> Who is that? John from Mission Viejo? Yes. Correct. It's a real place. Yeah. Real place. Okay. What do you know? Uh, thanks for writing in, John. Um, 22 ear just split in the Loudon Boomer is a piece of uh, somewhat obscure um, gun humor that's been circulating around the internet, I'm guessing, since the 90s or the early 2000s. Um, it's, it's a picture of what I think is either a 338 Lapua or a 50 BMG case necked all the way down to 22 caliber. Um, I, I think it was a real thing experimentally at one point, just like as a joke, you know, let's, let's, let's do some, some crazy hand loading experiments and neck this case all the way down. Ha ha funny. Um, I don't know if, if someone has ever made a, a gun chambered for, such a strange wildcat because you'd run into problems of the bullet actually disintegrating. Um, but it's that's yeah, that's that's what it is. Go to Google Images and you'll see what I'm talking about. That's pretty much it. Did you did you, did you ever see that episode of The Simpsons? Kind of reminds me of uh, one of my favorite Simpsons scenes back in the '90s. Homer wanted to go get a gun, 
And the guy's like, all right, well, we'll sell you a gun, but then we have all these accessories too. And he's like laying all these accessories out, and he goes, you need a silencer. You're going to need a loudener. <laughs> that was hilarious. It's like, I want a loudener for my gun. By the way, they just signed him for a couple more seasons, so you should be. The happy. Simpsons? Yeah. I, I stopped watching them years ago. I'll have to get, I'll circle back. All right. Um, here's the answer that they wrote. You basically got it. It's a real round created by some very respected names in the firearms world in the 1960s including P.O. Ackley and Bob Hutton, editors of Guns and Ammo, which is a fantastic magazine. The ear-splitting Loudon Boomer was meant to reach 5,000 feet per second, and the cartridge utilized the 378 uh, Weatherby Magnum with a 50-grain 224 projectile. Ultimately, the round reached 4,600 feet per second, which turns out to be, if you had to guess, in terms of mock if you had to guess, Sam, uh, how how what what Mach forty six hundred feet per second is, what, what would you say? Four inch change, uh, four inch change, about four point. I don't know, maybe four and a half, roughly, because Mach one is like uh, about a thousand fifty feet per second, which turns out to be beyond Mach four, exactly Correct! right. But it never reached the five thousand feet per second requirement. That's incredibly fast. It's incredibly fast. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Mach four is. Really fast, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, awesome job, man. How did? Why do you know that? I always ask that question, but I never, I never get a good answer. Yeah, but either. pronounce I, it okay, the way. Well, I, I have a slightly less bad answer for you. I have a friend who um, he's not a gun owner, but he he's sort of interested in in the whole topic. Um, and he's an avid listener of the show, actually, and that's one of his favorite sort of jokes because whenever uh whenever he sends it to to one of us friends of his who knows about gun stuff we always uh groan or and and have some kind of complaint about it sam now you or michael first he pronounced it ear splitting you know like you're from the south your terminology sounds like it was more german the way the way I have always seen it spelled online is the ear gets splitten. Mike is redneck, so I don't ear know. Splitting. That you think it's German? <laughs> it's not German, well, Dave. Yes, it is. It's a made up word. Ear splitting, um, and it's also a a gun meme that has existed since okay. before memes. You said the 1960s, so yeah. who knows at this point? Just sound, it just still sounds German to me. Ear splitting, loud and boomer. Yeah, I think you're supposed to say it like that. Can Sam say it again? I need to hear You're it. just splitting loud and boomer. That's how I've seen it spelled anyway. Yeah. I don't think loud and boomer that sound German? is proper German. It sounds redneck. Uh, that, is, that is not proper German. <laughs> All right. So talk about your, uh, your, your latest article, my friends. Uh, my most recent blog post was titled Enough is Enough. It's Time to Abolish ATF, which um, sounds very extreme. And yes, I'm speaking a little bit polemically. Uh, so as to to get people paying attention. But um, basically the elevator pitch of my blog post, and you can all go and read it on the SDCGO blog or the blogs of the uh, sister orgs. But um, my point is basically that the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, ATF, has grossly overstepped its bounds as a law enforcement agency and begun basically creating what amounts to law by fiat. Um, they're not elected. They're, it's, it's, it's a bureaucratic organization, and, and they've just 
accumulated more and more power and they've been left unchecked. So my my proposal is that they be either radically reformed or abolished entirely because they've been they've become destructive in their uh uh, to, to the end of uh, doing their jobs or what they think is their job. I don't think that's an extreme point of view, man. I think that no. that ATF, we've gotten so used to the idea of ATF and what they do that you know your your view of getting rid of ATF or, or you know uh, you know doing an extreme makeover of ATF is standing in the way of extremism. You know, I, I let me ask you what you think about this. Actually, when I'm thinking about writing an article. Uh, you, what, you know what Posse Comitatus is? Um, no, I'm not familiar. Posse Comitatus is, I think, someone correct me if I'm wrong here. Posse, maybe I got the wrong Latin word. Anyway, Posse Comitatus has to do with uh, military not acting as law enforcement. And I've often thought about the fact, you know, when you look at, at the British, um, when, when, they were, when we were colonies, the military was really federal law enforcement. And the, the United States having posse comitatus, separating law enforcement from, law, uh, from uh, military, is one of our greatest accomplishments, and we don't talk about it nearly enough. And if you look at some of these banana republics and some of these oppressive nations, what's the first thing, what, 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 what allows a dictator to be a dictator and have power? It's the lack of posse comitatus. And so they said, all right, great, military can't be law enforcement, but in effect what they've done is they've turned a lot of the federal law enforcement into a military. And I'm not just talking about like, well, they have tanks and machine guns. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, so I really truly believe that you're absolutely right. Some of these federal law enforcement, specifically ATF, have gone way too far um, and in, in what they're doing in practice and, and just in, in existence. Um, they have way too much power. They're way too unchecked. Um, you know, the, the Congress has basically abdicated uh, the power that they have. The, the White House has basically abdicated the power that they have over these federal law enforcement, and we have lost posse comitatus, which, again, I would argue is an extremely important accomplishment of the, the, you know, the nation of the, uh, of the self-governed. So I, I, your, your, is, your article is not extreme at all. Your article is dismantling extreme. And I think that that's an important thing for people to talk about. I think it's a brave thing for people to talk about. I think there's an entire uh, culture of people out there that you know that are that that think that not talking about something like this is mainstream, and it's not. It's way outside of the mainstream. What ATF does and the way they behave is way outside of the mainstream. So anyway, uh, fantastic job, Sam. Great job. Can't wait to talk to you next week. We actually. Uh, I just uh, I just uh, blew through the whole segment there, so thank you very much. You got it right. You saved me uh, uh, some tickets to gun prom, my friend. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a good night. Take care, buddy. Hey, folks, do us a favor. Subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. And when you're out and about, stop by San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, actually online, and join all three. Then check out the Dillon Law Group if you ever get in trouble. Sage Tree if you want a good-looking uh, website. San Diego uh, <laughs> Flight Training International if you want to look or learn to fly. There you go. And you got to have U.S. Concealed Carry Association to be safe in your life. Hey, big thanks to Alicia Curtin, Michael Schwartz, Sam That's the me. Gunman, Action Jackson, and Desi in the house. And, of course, Mr. Thomas. 
And Action Jackson. Did I say Action Jackson? Ah, uh, yes. On Gun Owners Radio, FM This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.